looked about and nodded at the clay thing she had made for St. Valentine. I should wonder, as if I didn't know, from the way Gabriel Laburn stops work every time I pass and doffs his cap and smiles at me. All that waving and smiling. Well, she can just tell him I don't want any letters from Gabriel the groundsman's son. I don't want his dirty little affections. I want... I deserve better than him. I deserve a fairy prince, a warrior hero, strong-thewed and iron-willed, with raven-black hair and lips like blood. Edward Garrett Desmond's Personal Diary, February 15th, 1913 After three weeks of sleet, snow and lowering clouds, last night the sky was at last sufficiently clear to permit me my first view of the newly discovered Bell's Comet through the Craig Dara 18-inch reflector. For all its doubtless charms and graces, County Sligo is not blessed with the most equable of climates for the astronomer, namely those clear-as-crystal skies beloved of the astronomer-priests of ancient Mesopotamia and noble Greece. And since the notification of this object's entrance into our theatre of interest in December last's Irish Astronomical Bulletin, it has been a source of major frustration to me, My dear Caroline would declare that I've become positively ratty on the subject, though I alone of all the countries, no, damn it, Europe's astronomers, have been unable to observe the phenomenon. That is, until today. At about four o'clock, as I was taking my usual ill-tempered post-afternoon tea turn about the rhododendron gardens, generally bemoaning the nation of Ireland and the county of Sligo in particular, its winds, weathers and climates, Bless me if the wind didn't blow, capriciously as ever in this part of the globe. The clouds part, and a glorious golden late winter radiance suffuse the countryside. Within half an hour, the sky was clear blue all the way to the horizon, a sight so gladdening to the heart that I at once returned to the house and informed Mrs. O'Carolan that I would be taking supper in the observatory that evening. It was some time before I was able to locate the subject of my observations in the 18-inch reflector. The comet had moved across a considerable arc since first observed by Hubbard Pierce Bell of the Royal Observatory at Hurstmonceau. Finally, it lay squarely within my crosshairs, and I was without doubt the only man in Ireland for whom this was a novelty. In my excitement at finally being afforded the opportunity to observe Bell's comet, I'd forgotten how cold the night would be on account of the clear sky. I was shivering to the very pith of my bones. But, oh, most estimable woman, most worthy servant, with typical foresight and wisdom, Mrs. O'Carolan came through the frost to provide me with rugs, comforters, and a steady stream of bricks warmed in the kitchen range, and most welcome of all, a bottle of putcheen, a present she maintained from the widows of the parish. Thus fortified, I returned to my labours with enthusiasm. No tale had yet developed, Bell's Comet being still beyond the orbit of our Earth. I noted positions, luminosity, apparent and proper motions in my observer's notebook and made some sketches. On returning to the telescope, it seemed to me that the object's luminosity had altered, a thing I at the time dismissed as a defect of vision in adapting to this Degean blackness of space, By now the cold had confounded all Mrs. O'Carolan's ramifications, and for the good of my health, I decided to take a series of timed photographic exposures through the telescope and withdraw indoors to the comforts of hearth and wife. 
I was familiar with the local meteorology, as an astronomer must be, and I knew that this clear, cold weather would linger for several days. This morning, on developing the plate, I noticed the anomaly. To be certain that it was not an imperfection in the emulsion, a series of such imperfections had caused me to terminate my arrangement with Pettigrew and Rourke photographic suppliers of Sligo, a pretty bundle of rogues indeed, I quickly produced a full set of prints from all the exposures. Patience is the keystone of professionalism. The amateur would have hurried the job, and in his haste smeared the photographs so badly as to render them worthless. I bided my time, and when the little alarm clock rang was therefore able to see immediately that what I had recorded was no photographic error, but an unprecedented and quite extraordinary astronomical phenomenon. The track of Bell's Comet was quite clear to see.